ready. Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Hello, my friend. Hello, Shannon. God bless you. How you doing today? I'm doing okay, thank you. All right. Everybody it's, welcome. It's a very unusual a very unusual time this, isn't it? Well, we're we are on a new schedule for two thousand twenty four. I went back to evenings for America and I only have one day per week I can do my international shows because I've started a second job. And so we are oh. uh, we are what, doing, what you do what are you doing then Shannon? Well, like Paul had to make his tent company to stay alive. Make his tent. Yes, I can I can understand that. I am uh, hiring myself out to um, help a company promote their herbal supplement line. In fact I'm working on a label design project right now. Now I used to do this before I, I was called into the ministry. I had a um, very successful supplements company in the Hootia business. We used to import yes. Hootia Gordoni from South Africa at a product line called Desert Burn. And that ran for about four years, made millions of dollars, gross. We did very well. And then the economy died in 2008. One million people lost their homes in America, and nobody anymore wanted to buy a weight loss product for $59.95. So <laughs> uh, God literally... Uh, was bringing in mana drops every day for over four years, and then the it was like Elijah, I think he was. He was out there, and the mana stopped, excuse me, the raven stopped coming. So the Lord said, it's time to move, get some rest and sleep, and then uh, he left where he was at and went to his next place, and my next place was uh, full-time ministry, and God would not allow me to get back into commercial trade until 2024. I guess I would not have been able to get this far had we, uh, you know, been multitasking. But, you know, having done this for 13 years, I've got a little bandwidth now and I can manage it. So uh, my brother has a company and um, he's manufacturing a number of supplements. And I'm coming there to help him try to turn that thing profitable. And right. uh, create some yeah, new well, products. Well, we all have to live in this world and it gets more expensive all the time, doesn't it? Four years of uh, disastrous COVID lockdowns and you name it, uh, almost financially ruined me. Yes, and, yeah, uh, I can understand it. I can, understand. I can understand it, matey. I can understand it, and I, and I know this that uh, um, you're not in the most profitable job. <laughs> well, in in today's world, there's two hundred thousand more podcasts than when I started thirteen years ago, and. Um, it's a niche program. Uh, I do it because this is what the Lord has um, tapped me to do, and I do it with honor to serve the Lord. And God meets yes. my needs. But I can tell you that I truly understand what it says. The borrower is slave to the lender. And uh, whereas we were debt-free and I had an 800 credit score, um, I haven't missed any payments, but I've taken on a lot of debt. My credit score is not what it used to be. And uh, this is the only way to get out of uh, financial well, bondage and stay I'll, alive. I'll pray you, you you do well in what you're doing, Shannon. So I've taken on this job. And then the other thing we did is I started my own company called Shannon Davis Supplements, LLC. And I've got one product that's in the production uh, mode right now called Natokinase. So my hope is uh, we can dig out of this financial hole. God will give me a new desert burn, Hootia, and um, we'll have enough money to bring uh, deliverance conferences worldwide for free, no charge. Well, it's really what amen. I want to do. I want to hold conference. Yeah, I just wondered why you changed the time. That was all. You didn't have to tell me all that, but I just wondered why you changed the time. So the yeah. only day um, I, can, I can do these evenings where I'm not working, because I typically am working right now for this employer, my evening shift, is uh, Wednesdays, and so I'm putting uh, three of y'all on the same day. We got Elvis Newhart that was on at nine. Michael Cummins just finished, and then I have you, David Measures. Right, yeah, right. Probably, yes, very good. We'll very probably good. add an Australian show, and that'll make four programs on Wednesday. And then in the evenings, 
we're going back to five or six shows so is this mornings now then in america what so uh you are plus five hours ahead of america so uh right now it is 11 a.m east coast time oh prime time prime time for you and uh it's uh midnight here in bali right so what i do is uh I get up in the morning and do uh, my time, 7 a.m., do programs to about noon. Got a little bit of break, come back and do my uh, my job in the evening, and then Wednesdays we do the international show. So, so far it's working, but um, I'm averaging only about four hours of sleep, so i still got to fix that problem. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll just ask you one thing before we start. Yes, sir. And, uh, um, I did mention to you that you stopped doing the the um, SoundCloud didn't work any oh. longer so um, you said you're going to try and put everything onto podcast but I don't know if you did do that but that's going to be a big job for you now isn't it it is here's what we did um, over the 13 years we've broadcast I've got over a thousand shows that probably have copyrighted music in them Yeah, and um, I have to pull all that out edit it, recut it, and repost it. So that's in process now, but it's very slow because I'm only uh, a man person. I, I, I shouldn't worry too much. Don't worry about it, Bounty Shannon. However, <laughs> everything that we're doing... You know, I like to, I like to be... I've, I've put, a, I put a lot of them on my website and I said in podcasts so people could listen to them, and I found out they weren't working. But the thing is this, we want fresh bread every day, don't we, really, rather than going back to what I've already said, so it doesn't matter. All the fresh bread is good to go, and I will get the... Um, Older bread put back up there in time. Yeah, well, we've got, got fresh bread today. Amen. Let's do it. Open us up in prayer. Thank you, my friend. Yes, Father God, thank you, Lord, for this time today, Lord. I pray, Father God, for Shannon to begin with, Lord. I pray for your blessing financially, Lord. He's got his home to look after, Lord, his family to look after, Lord, and to live in this world, Lord, which is is not easy, Lord. And I know, Lord, that uh, the last people who get paid, Lord, and inter- interested in, Lord, are preachers, Lord. And I know that myself, Lord. So I pray, Father God, Lord, you'll bless him, and Lord, you'll pour out, like my friend Jim Epley says, uh, the, the wages on this as a preacher is not much, but the reward is out of this world. So, Father God, I pray, Lord, that uh, he'll get his reward one day, Lord, and he'll be really blessed, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I received that. Thank you, my friend. And I want to thank all those out there that do support the program. We would not be here tonight. If we did not have a core group of people that will uh, bless the ministry to continue to put some fuel in the machine. So thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, we do hope yeah. that people will invite some new friends out to tune in. With that, uh, Brother David, there may be people who have not heard you speak before. Before you bring the right. message, tell us who you are and what you're doing. Well, my name is uh, David Messers. I'm a pastor of a, a small church in Leicestershire, England, in the centre of England, uh, called Yesterday, Today and Forever. And I run deliverance conferences and um, been ministering deliverance now for over 30 years. I've written a few books. I've got a website, which is www.dwmmi.org. It stands for David William Measures Ministries International.org. I've been around for a few years now. I've traveled to 31 different countries preaching the gospel, um, particularly in South America and, uh, and Europe and China and different places and into America and, uh, and now I'm, I'm in England I'm, I'm 76 years of age and uh, but you know I'm, I'm as strong this day as the day the Lord called me spiritually I am but I don't know about him in ease and things like that but never mind I'm still pray, praising God and serving him and uh, trying to bring the truth to the people and praying for people and we still get people healed, set free and and uh, just want to share this this Saturday in two or three days time I have a deliverance conference in my church uh, where I should be teaching on claiming back the ground and uh, it's going to be a good um, conference I believe and it starts at 10 o'clock and finish in the morning uh, English time and finishes at 4.30 and there'll be preachings and food and on for everybody and 
people have booked in and if you're in England or wherever you may be if you want to come uh, just turn up to the YTF Church Colville Leicestershire and uh, it's all on my um, website and uh, I've also got uh, um, a Facebook account called YTF Church and so you can check me out and if you want to come you can ring and contact me through my my um, website or you can if you want to buy one of my books or DVDs you can do I've got a paper account on my website and also um, if anybody wants to give something they can do towards my ministry and that's uh, um, the donate button on there as well so that's about it and my message today I'm going to bring you is from Ephesians chapter 6 so it's a famous verse in the Bible but I'm just going to try and take it to bits a little bit because a lot of people um, we just speak it off and uh, we don't always understand what what we're saying so I'm going to read this about the old armour of God so I pray that you'll listen and I pray you'll get something from this message today in Jesus' name. So it's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore take up the old armour of God that you may be able to stand in that evil day and have done all to stand. Well, I'm going to stop there because I'm just going to read from verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, there's one. Against powers, as is two. Against rulers of darkness of this age. And against spiritual oaths of wickedness in heavenly places. So, Paul is telling us here, we've got at least four enemies. One against the principalities. We know Satan, obviously, is a ruler over all this. Against the principalities. Against the powers against the rules of darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. I'm going to try to explain the difference between all these. I've never heard anybody, I try to explain it, but I want to share as as I see it. Now, uh, there is a spiritual hierarchy, just like you would have in a, in an army or something like that. You have uh, field marshals, generals, majors, lieutenants, brigadiers, colonels, majors, and sergeants, and right down to privates. Well, Satan has got this in his hierarchy. Satan is obviously like the king. He's the head. He's the enemy. But we've got the principalities and the principalities. Now, what are the principalities? Well, we know they're all fallen angels, but the fallen angels are very high rank, over certain areas. Now, we can remember this when, uh, um, when we will look later on in the book of Daniel. And then we've got the powers. The powers are spiritual entities that are given responsibility to rule by Satan, of course. And then there's the rulers of darkness of this age. Now, I believe these are the tempters. And uh, the spirituals of wickedness in heavenly places. And these are uh, demons. Now, before... The, the tempters are the ones that cause us to, to uh, sin. We don't particularly want to sin, but they're the ones who teach us to sin. Now, 
Well, if we look in Colossians, uh, chapter 1, verse 13, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created for him, by him and for him. And again it talks about the... Uh, the principalities again if in uh, chapter 2 verse 10 it says for you are complete in him and that is Jesus who is the head of all principality and power and then in verse 15 it says having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle over them triumphing over them in it so in Jesus we have authority over all this we don't have to worry about the devil's got authority over us. If you're standing right with God, you don't have to try. People sometimes think you've got to try, try, try. But all you've got to do is receive Jesus and believe what he said. Because in that you know you have all authority over every power of darkness that there is. You know, there was once, many years ago, the Lord said to me, David, the devil is behind you. Turn and face him. I thought, I can't do that. I was too scared to do that. I'm not going to turn and face him. But it was like in the spirit. So eventually I just turned around and faced him and I saw something on the floor like a dried up prune. You know, like a date, a dried up prune. I thought, this this it? And the Lord showed me, that's what the devil is to somebody who's got no sin in their life and they're right with God. But people who've got sin in their life, the devil is as big as the world. And so therefore, we must keep short accounts with God and keep ourselves pure as we possibly can. So anyway, when we see these, there's these four things, like principalities, powers, rules of darkness, spiritual wickedness. The principalities are over countries. Now in the book of Daniel, chapter 10, we, we see where Daniel prayed and there was uh, the problem, is he didn't get answers to his prayers. In, and in Daniel chapter 10, I'll just pick it up here. There was a battle going on. In chapter 10, verse 13, it said, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief priest, uh, princes, came to help me, for I've been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, Daniel was in Babylon at the time. But the king of Persia withstood him. Now, we know that Daniel lived in Babylon, that's where he lived, but the next ruling kingdom over the area was going to be Persia. And that is the, the ruling prince principality that's been put over a certain nation and I believe there are principalities over certain nations and also it's after that in verse 20 it says then he said do you not know why I've come to you and now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia and when I've gone forth indeed the prince of Greece will come well we do know after the Persian Empire ruled. After that, it was going to be the Kingdom of Greece. So there is another principality 
over that. It's being given its rights. And I do believe there are principalities over all the nations that are being given rights by the beliefs of that um, uh, nation. For instance, if the, if the church is fully right with God, we shall have a something like Michael ruling over us. But if the nation is not right, we'll be something like um, Islam ruling, then you'll have a principality over that nation. And we see that all in the Arab world today. Which in China and wherever you go, there is a principality in India where rules over there, and where Shannon is, the uh, the religion over there, there's a principality over there. Well, again, we see this is the principalities. Now there are the powers. The powers, like I said, were the uh, the given responsibility to rule. Now, these are under the principalities, but they're still very strong, and they've been given rights to sin, and through whatever is happening in that principality. We can see this in a couple of scriptures we'll look at in a few moments. Then there's the rulers of darkness of this age, the rights given by mankind through their sin example. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah, the only way they could deal with that was utter destruction. Because it got so bad that God could not change them. In fact, he said he would not destroy them if, there was, if he could find 12 people, but they couldn't find none. And the only one they could find was Lot and his family. Even his wife turned back and turned to salt. So the only way that God can deal with it is utter destruction. And that's what Adam to Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'll have to say this, what you see now with all this transgender and, uh, and homosexuality, it's ruling nations, it's ruling everywhere. Now they're saying, even in England and Scotland, have passed it, I believe, today, that a, per a parent cannot talk their child into not transgendering, to changing. It's against the law. If a parent tries to stop their child from uh, transgendering, transitioning, whatever they call it, into another gender, they can be put in jail. Because it's got so bad. And this is what it would be. And what will it be? God will, or to destruction. It's the only thing for it. Because it will not change. And I believe utter destruction will soon be coming upon the world. America and England and many other countries of the world because of this utter destruction that's all it could be now that towns where we live one feels the spiritual oppression overriding that city or the town whatever this main sin is in that town you you can feel it Spiritually, you can feel that there is something over this town or something over the area or something in somebody's house and what's been going on in people's houses and, and the sin that's been going in there. You can tell. You, you, that's why you can sometimes tell if you go into uh, an hotel. Um, you need to pray over the rooms because there's probably been adultery in these hotels. There's probably been all sorts of uh, bad things happening in the, these hotel rooms. And, uh, I mean, I've particularly felt it very much when I was in Brazil. Uh, some hotels we went to were just hotels for uh, sex. And you could feel the oppression. Now, we, we can see in the, in the Bible, uh, Jesus explains to us about uh, this spiritual powers that are given over, over uh, we look to in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 8. I just can't find it. It's about... A blind man in Bethsaida. And 
it says they they brought a blind man to Jesus to pray for him. But Jesus took the man by the hand and led him out of the town. I'll read the scripture. It's in 8 verse 22. Then he came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up, and he restored and saw every, everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. Now, why did he take him out of the town? He could have prayed for him in the town. But you see, there is a problem with this town called Bethsaida. This Bethsaida was once a very blessed town. It was the home of Philip, Andrew and Peter. And there were many miracles done in Bethsaida. But Jesus rebuked them then for their unbelief. So when he came back to Bethsaida, it took him out of the town because he realized there was a spiritual power being put over that town by the sin of the people, the spirit of unbelief. Now, you won't see many miracles in uh, where a place which is full of unbelief because the spiritual power is there. And sometimes people have to come aside, and that's why people visit our church uh, to conference the miracle series as I do, because they can't get a miracle in that town or in that church where they are, because there's unbelief in the town. I can remember once uh, I did a miracle service one Saturday night, and um, a lady came to the church uh, in a wheelchair. Her husband pushed her in a wheelchair and brought her from a neighboring um, town, probably about 20 miles away. Anyway, I went to pray for her, and I said, can I lift you out of the wheelchair? And see, she'd been in a wheelchair nearly all her life. I said, uh, let me pray for you and let's lift you out and then me see if you can walk. She said, if you let go of me, I'll try and walk on my own. And this lady got out of the wheelchair and ran around the room. And she was totally healed. In fact, we made the headlines in our local newspaper, Miracle Church in the Town. She, she took the old front page of the newspaper and she went home to an unbelieving church, a Baptist church. And when she came in and walked into the, the church the next day on a Sunday, the pastor got on the floor, knees and he cried. He said, I never believed this could happen. You see, it can no menacing unbelief. Like you get no miracles. And this is another reason why there's no miracles where they should be. I believe Jesus has got more miracles than you're willing to receive. And and I know that when we pray, we do see miracles. I can't say everybody's healed, but I do know at least I've seen 90% at least of people we pray for healed. Now, the fact of it is you can't minister where there's unbelief. And it won't work. And this is how most churches and towns and everything is today. You know, I've just, wrote, I've just wrote another little book. It's only a small book. It's called, What, is the, what Has the Church to Do with God? I've been threatening to do it, and I've just wrote it. What has the church to do with God? Because the thing is this, when we look at the, the state of the church, and we look at the, the, all the doctrines of the church, there is something like 700 different doctrines in all sects of the church. Now, either God is the most biggest schizophrenic out, or there's nobody right. Now, God's not a schizophrenic. I don't believe God's got 700 different ideas how the gospel should be. God's got a mind, as the word of God says, and that's how it is, and that's it. 
But people don't believe certain things. Churches don't believe. Some don't believe that. Some don't believe the other. Some don't believe this. Some don't believe the other. Until you finish up. What's the church to do with God? God's got his word. And he means what he says. And says what he means. But because it's hard for people to do it. They they change things. Or to get more people in probably. Or people might not come if you preach certain messages. And things like that. Because you're trying to build it. Well, that don't matter to me. I'm, if I'm going to be a preacher of the word of God, I'll preach the word of God whether nobody gives me anything ever and again. But I still preach his word. So, in this gospel of Mark, it said he took the blind men out of the town, and then the blind man was healed. And he said, do not go in the town or tell anybody in the town. Why? Because there was so much unbelief in that town. And I proved that to be true as well, because a lady came to one of my miracle services that I did, and she got arthritis so bad in her ankles and feet that they were locked solid, and they couldn't even bend at all. And uh, she came, and I prayed with her, and I, I finished up dancing the waltz around the room with her, and she was healed. And she went home to her unbelieving husband, and he said, ah, we'll see what it's like tomorrow. So straight away, he said, he put in doubt, doubt, doubt into, into her. And she went back the same. Also, I had a man came a few years ago to my home at Christmas time. He was deaf as a, deaf as a post. And I prayed with him. And he was wonderfully healed. And we tested him and he could hear perfectly. But then his wife, who's an unbeliever, she said, it's psychosomatic. You're not really healed. And he kept listening to her and listening to her, and he went back deaf. So therefore, you can't minister and keep away from people who are unbelief. And we also see this when we're talking about the powers, about the man in the tombs. In... in uh, uh, in the Gadarenes, you know, the, the, the man, it was in the tomb. I'm just going to try and find it. Chapter 5, Mark chapter 5. And uh, it was demon-possessed. Uh, it, it got many demons and sexual perversion and that. And, and, and it, it was under the area of the Gadarenes. And this is... These gatherings were the area of the goddess Astaroth. The goddess Astaroth ruled over that area, who was the goddess of sexual perversion. And uh, we, we can read that uh, in Numbers 32, verse 32 to 33. But the man in the tombs, uh, he, he didn't want Jesus, he said, don't send the, the demon said, don't send us out of this, the area. No, because they were under the authority of the powers that ruled. And they didn't want the demons sending away out of that country. But what did Jesus do? He cast them into the pigs, and the pigs went into the sea, and they drowned. Now, before this, we noticed that uh, it was just before the... Um, uh, just Sorry, just after... The uh, the storm on the sea. There was a great storm on the sea, and Jesus had to rebuke the storm because the storm tried to stop him going to the other side. Now, the god Baal is known as the god of the storm and the rain. It tells us that in Isaiah 4, verses 5 to 6. Known as the god of the storm and the rain. And before he went over, this god Baal tried to stop him going over to set the man free who were under the goddess Astaroth who was known as the wife of Baal but Jesus dealt with the, uh, the god Baal and he rebuked it and then he wanted to set the man free who was under this sexual perversion and obviously we all know what this, uh, this man had been involved in he's obviously been involved in sex with animals that's why the God had to bring, um, um, he brought forgiveness to the man 
but but he brought judgment for the pigs because it was showing us here in this scripture we have God is a uh, is a, a God of judgment and also a God of mercy. So he showed mercy for the man because the man fell on his knees and worshipped Jesus. But the de- the pigs had to receive the judgment. The pigs had to die. So the, they said, "Do not send us into." Um, uh, send it. they didn't want to go into the pigs but geez, they probably wanted no sorry what I'm saying is they said send us into the pigs and now it sounds as though Jesus uh, he uh, was agreeing with them what the demons wanted to do was go back into the pigs so they could go back into somebody else but Jesus one step ahead of them and then he uh, destroyed the pigs but he gave grace to the man you have to read the story. It's, all, it's very interesting in Mark chapter 5. In fact, you'll find this whole story in, in depth in my book, Knowing Your Enemy. So you see, we see there's a battle, a demonic power. And it was in Mark chapter 4 where it was the where the winds and the waves uh, tried to stop him. Then we've got the spiritual those of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, these are the demons, the demons that we're dealing with. Demons that have come out of other people who've, uh, who've died and are down in these lower heavens. Uh, demons that are, um, the demons that are um, ancestral, familiar spirits that are in these lower heavens. That, that want to attach themselves to us, but also demons which are created by ourselves, by created by mankind. You see, people don't some people don't think of this, but you know, demons are created by the sin of mankind. We create them. We are a spiritual creator. Only. God and mankind is a spiritual creator. The devil has never been a creator. He uses things, but he's never creator. Some people say, oh, the Nephilim, all these angels that fell. Well, I want to say there's Nephilim around today. But they're causing people to sin. They probably are the powers. But they're not the actual demons. In fact, I can't see how that when people say that the uh, uh, when they had sex with the uh, fallen angels, uh, they produced um, men, men, uh, men and women. That means an angel has got sperm. If a if a Nephilim or a fallen angel can have sex with a woman, then the angels got sperm. No, it's not so. So that, that I rule that out totally, but it's the sin of mankind uh, being tempted by these powers of darkness, and it causes us to. We can read this in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-six. God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness." The likeness means a spirit, spiritual. Man is a spirit. The devil. Is a spirit, but it doesn't have a body. Angels are spirits, but don't have body. Animals have got bodies, but they don't have spirits. Genesis three verse fifteen, and it says that uh, um, I just read that to you. Genesis three fifteen. If we look here, I did bring a teaching on this in depth once uh, on Amiga Man but I do teach it uh, in my conferences. Genesis 3, verse 15. And it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. So he's saying here that the devil's going to have seed. Well, how can the devil have seed if he is not a producer? God says the devil's going to have seed. Well, where's he going to get his seed? Now, unless he uses unsuspected mankind through the sin to produce demons for himself. He said, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. 
Now, we know Jesus crushed the head of the devil, and we know the devil did nothing to Jesus, but it does do a lot to the body of Christ. And we are the body of Christ. And then it tells us about Cain. And we see that Cain is, I believe this is a, uh, one of the first demons, when when Cain killed his, uh, his brother. First of all, Cain's uh, in verse, chapter 4, verse 6, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? So there is the, the first thing leading up to a demon. Not first of all, being angry. If you get angry, it says you must deal with it straight away. But if you let your anger fester, it will get worse. And then his countenance is falling. Now it's starting to change. His face is changing. It's, it, the, the anger is taking root. If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lies at the door and you must rule over him. So sin, God uses the same as Satan. You must rule over him. But he didn't rule over him and he allowed it to get worse and worse until when he seen his brother, he, he killed him. There is um, the production of a demon through mankind, through the spiritual creator called man. So we must keep very short accounts with God. So you see, we've got four battles. We've got the battles against the principalities, which we could have over them. We've got the powers. There's been given rights over the nations, just like rights given over this, uh, the man in uh, uh, the tombs. Then we've got the spiritual, those of wickedness in heavenly places. We've got rules of darkness. That are over towns and over cities, and then we've got spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Now they're the ones that the demons that have come out of people, and these are the ones particularly waiting to get in and being tempted by others, and they want to come into you. That's why Jesus says, uh, if you cast out demons of an unbeliever it would bring about seven times as many because they're all around us they've come out of other people's bodies you don't know what they've been involved in but they lie in these lower heavens and these are the ones these are the ones that the um, uh, mediums and spiritists call up when you go to see a spirit, spiritualist they call up these demons they go into a trance and then they say in touch with your parents or whatever, but they're calling up demons that have been in other people, they're not representing your mother or your father uh, or, or somebody who's died. They, 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 not the people, but they're demons that have been inside of them, so they know all about them. Now, I can know this is a fact as well, <clears throat> because uh, many years ago, um, I got saved, uh, but I didn't tell my sister. And uh, my sister, just before this, she went to see uh, a lady uh, from America who, who was a fortune teller. And uh, she went, my sister went to this place a few miles away from where we live, and she didn't know Elaine, she'd never seen Elaine at all. And she looked at Elaine and she said, David, you've got a brother David. She said, yes, I have. What's he done? Now, how did she notice you've got a brother David? Let's think about it. How could she know? She didn't know me. She didn't know Elaine. She knew nothing about us. But how did she know Elaine was my sister? And how did she know? Well, I can tell you how she knew, because I had a demon. which was brought in through touching and kissing dead bodies, and also through through fear, and so the the, the spiritists would recognise that I come from the same womb as my, as Elaine, my mother, and we're connected to my mother, 
and also my mother went to see a fortune teller one day so she would the, the demons would know that and then she'd recognize that I was connected to Elaine spiritually because we're both from the same mother so therefore when she seen Elaine she said David Elaine had never seen this woman ever before and then Elaine told me a few years later and I said Elaine you need prayer and I prayed with Elaine and demons come screaming out of her as she got set free now what I'm saying is these rulers of darkness they know all about you so if you've got a parent who's been a fortune teller they know that you're a product of your parent and they can be in touch with you so therefore you need deliverance from all this and it's most important it can cause havoc in your life it can cause sickness it can cause death it can cause so many things in your life if you're not being dealt with and this is why you need to find somebody where you can go to get some ministry i get people come to my conferences to come from all different countries we're only a small town we've got people showing from different countries this week right i mean i had a man once he came to me uh, from denmark and in he, he got some problems and we just happened to talk to him he came over one one morning and come to my church one morning to see him and my wife just said one thing to him said about you have contact with a dead body and she said yeah and we just prayed and he got set free the demon left him and he went back down to london and went home but he couldn't find this because people don't talk about it but it's all in the scriptures so you see we've got these we've got these connections and it's the connections you've got and the connections you've made that's causing you problems and until these connections either through sexual connections or occult connections or ancestors or what until they're broken then you'll still be in a mess it don't matter how many times you go to church. It don't matter how many times you pray. And until you've had that cast out of you, it'll still be there. I had one lady, she had the problem for 72 years. She suffered with it. And she came to me and within a minute she was set free after 72 years. So you see, it don't leave just because you've been in church a long while. You need deliverance from it. And this is the battle which, for all of us. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against your wife or your husband or whoever. But it's against principalities. And it's against the powers. It's against the rulers of darkness of this age. It's spiritual those of wickedness in heavenly places. So we've got at least four enemies there that we've got to make sure we, we are free from. Now in Jesus, we can free, be free from them all. So I pray that you'll, maybe this message may be some answer to you for what you're seeking today. And I, I pray that you'll find an answer for your life and find it, if you're a long way off from me, then find yourself a church that believes or somebody that believes and understands it. And then, or if you're anywhere near where we are in in the centre of England, then come and visit us any Sunday morning at ten thirty, or come to the conferences and and be dealt with and be set free. And if you've got sickness in your life that's maybe has been brought in by some spiritual problem, then come there and be set free from that as well, in Jesus' name. And I want to thank you for listening, and uh, if this is the first time you've listened to me on this, because uh, uh, this time, well, I pray that, you know, you can understand what I'm saying, and I pray you'll be blessed with what I've said. God bless you, and thank you, Shannon. Hey, my friend, an honor to be with you tonight. Uh, what would you like to title the message for the archive? Ephesians chapter 6. Okay, excellent. Brother David, once again, tell people about your church here, how they can contact you and support the ministry. Yeah, well, um, my church is called Yesterday, Today and Forever. And uh, we're in Colville, Leicestershire. And uh, um, which is in the center of England. 
about 100 miles from America, uh, from, sorry, America, 100 miles from London and uh, 50 miles from Birmingham. And also got uh, my own website, which is uh, dwmmi.org. And you can support my ministry through my PayPal account or through a card machine. And you can support me by buying some of my material, my books or DVDs or whatever. So have a look on my website and see what I've got. And I think you'll find it all very interesting. And a lot of it is revelation. It's not my books are only... Um, I never wanted to write books at all but what I've done is revelation where you probably will not list it anywhere else because it's what the Lord has revealed to me so um, and some of it you've heard today so God bless you and check me out and uh, hope to see you one day Amen Amen brother we love and appreciate you and we're going to see you again on the 24th that's right Shannon yeah God bless you God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Brother David. Bye-bye. Folks, that was David Measures, Pastor David. DWMMI.org. Well, we're doing a seven-show marathon. We're going to take a break and be back tonight at 7 Eastern. We had Elvis Newhart on this morning at 9. We had Michael Cummins, David Measures. Tonight at 7, John Gogan, followed by Frank Marzullo, Armanac Tokmesian, and Doug Perry. What I'm doing is I'm posting the schedule at the top of my Facebook page as a pin post every day. And so if you want to know what's playing, uh, you can go over there, check it out. And uh, that is to tune in live and or go to the archive if you'd like to get the show that way. Uh, give me a few days and we'll have things really streamlined here. I'm getting organized. I have to because of uh, multiple hats I'm wearing right now. So we want everything to run smoothly. Keep these shows going for you. Uh, Guests in like sardines and extra virgin olive oil packed one after the next. That's how we can do a seven-show marathon. In fact, we may have the world record for most marathon shows in one day with the same host. Uh, I've done 11, maybe 12 shows in a day. And that used to be pretty regular. If we got to do that, we'll do it. However, that's not easily done. But if anybody can do it, the Omega Man can. God typed the right person. He built me to do these long shows. However, uh, average will be four or five shows a night. Wednesday, so you'll get these, you know, seven program uh, strings going. Uh, most people are doing good just to get one program and listen to it. I don't know anybody who can really, unless you're retired, um, or you're able to listen on the job. Now, you may have have that option, be able to get all the programs and listen to them all. So my hope is just to get enough content out there that will last till the Lord Jesus comes back and somebody will get to the right program that they need to hear. We'll leave the light on for you like Motel 6. God puts in your heart to support this ministry. We do appreciate your help. Go to my website, omegamanradio.com. Now... I hope I can go to bed. See you again, 7 p.m. tonight. God bless you all. Love you. Father, God bless everyone that came in out there tonight. In Jesus' name.